0: or setting up a different way, but that's all right. Uh, I, I don't know if y'all had one of those times when you are doing the will of the Lord and everything's just going along fine and, and God is blessed in a great and mighty way and then all of a sudden it just comes to a screeching halt. You know, and, and I just wonder how many of us, when we get to that point, For that time when we come to a screeching hop. You <laughs> know, I know you may think I'm crazy or whatever, but let me tell you let me tell you something. Satan will not come against you, he will not fight you, he will not try to do you harm unless you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And everybody when things like that happen to me, the first thing I do is I get upset. I mean, that's human nature. First thing I do is I get upset. But then, then I get to think, you know, why did this, why did this happen? This, that, that, it's, everything's out of my control on this. I didn't have nothing to do with this. So thank you, Lord, because I know now that I'm doing exactly what you want me to do. And what I'm doing is reaching people and Satan is getting scared. And and when he gets scared, he does something. And you know, if we that's one lesson that I, I wish us as children of God would take from him. When we get to the point to where that we're getting worried and we're getting scared and everything like that. What we need to do then is we need to run to the Lord, and we need to find out just exactly what's going on and how we can fix it or what we need to do to let the Lord fix it. And, you know, just take the time and just sit down and just just have a little talk with Jesus and let him tell you exactly I ran into that thing yesterday. I sent that problem yesterday. Uh, Gil and I went in yesterday afternoon to do the podcast and I went pulling up all my uh, recording and editing software that I usually use to do the podcast and it was no longer there. They had changed it and it was not for the better. So the Lord and I had to spend some time together and hope that it's working. I'm, I'm not sure when we'll find out, but it's all in God's hands anyway, and I'm not going to worry about it. And I have no idea really which way the Lord wants me to go. Uh, both the lessons that I have for the day, uh, the pastor has touched upon this morning. But you know, if we wouldn't. Thanksgiving. This is something that we need to do every day. We don't need to be living in Thanksgiving. We need to be thanks living. We need to be to the point to where that we thank God for everything. Even those times when things come against us, get to the point to where that we can thank God for those times. Those are the times when we really need to reach out to the Lord the times when we are out in the middle of the Sahara Desert and nobody around for uh, miles and miles and the Lord has left us, or it feels that way. This is a time that we need to start giving thanks for what we do have. Not for what we think we do, not complain and, and gripe because we have uh, not got what we think we ought to have, but thank God for what we do have and I, there's not a one of us in the world today, I'm going to say the world, not just this church, but in this world, there's not a one of us that does not have anything that we cannot thank the Lord for. He woke you up this morning. He gave you health. He gave you life. You were able to come, you were able to get up and move around. God, can do so much for, but the Bible says that we need to be content with what we have. Thank God for what we have. Thanksgiving's a special day. This is a day, thank God, that i whole, about the whole world, comes together to get with the United States anyway, you give God thanks for what they have. But we need to do it every day. Thanksgiving should be, really be a way of life instead of just one day of giving thanks for, to the Lord. You know, we, we pick out all these different uh, holidays and everything to uh, praise the Lord and to honor the Lord, but yet every other day of the year, uh, we were really iffy on whether or not we thank the Lord and we honor the Lord like we we're supposed to. The the foundation for thanksgiving is Jesus. He is the foundation of life. He He is the foundation for everything that we should be doing. We should be doing everything in this life to honor our Savior, the one that went to the cross and died for our sins. We should live every day to honor Him, not to honor ourselves or to honor others. Thank others. When they help you out. Thank others when they pray for you. Thank others. But the main thanks need to go to the Lord. While you're thanking somebody for praying for you, also thank God that they were able to to pray for you. Our gratitude is should be rooted in, in Jesus. Thanking him for everything. Matthew 633. But seek all of you first. Kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Don't worry about your money. Don't worry about your home. Don't worry about your children. Don't worry about anything, your food, your clothes. Don't worry about any of those things. Give those things to God. Thank God for them because he's in control of everything that's going on. And the only way that we can change those things is live a thankful life, live a life in front of those people, and live a life where the Lord can use us and he will give us exactly what we need. It may not be the very best, but he will give us what we need. lack of gratitude was evidence of mankind's initial disobedience. Remember when uh, Adam and Eve was in the garden, and they they had everything that they needed, but yet they still done the one thing that the Lord told them not to do. The Israelites going across, going down, you in, in, wandering around in the wilderness. They they were completely, all the time complaining and and. Uh, fussing and griping about something. They had everything that they needed, but yet they wanted more. That's, that's our problem today. is We want more of the worldly things and we should be wanting more of the Lord and thanking him for what worldly things that we do have and following after him. Romans 1.20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that were made, even his his internal power, and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, Neither were they thankful, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolishness, foolish heart was dark. Sounds like the world today, doesn't it? Their mind is on wickedness continually, they are, they are seeking. Be gone, it's not going to be around here anymore. So, what's, go, what's going to be left? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. His word will, never, will always be, it will never fail. People may or may not express gratitude as a result of common grace. There was ten lepers in about the Bible, about the ten lepers that Jesus met. And they, they, they called out to Jesus and told him to have mercy on me. And Jesus healed. He completely healed them and they went on their way. But there was one when he figured out that God had healed him, turned around and went and fell down in front of Jesus and thanked him for the He got completed. You know, there's a lot of times I I go in and I kneel down to pray in the mornings and and it's just just not there. Uh, I just feel like that I am alone. And then I start looking over my life and I start start thanking the Lord for the things that I have. And the next thing you know, the Lord has has came in and he he is moving in a great way. All because I letting him know that I appreciated what he had given me. Don't ask him for nothing except more of him. That's my that's my one standing request is I want more of him. I want more knowledge of his word. Everything else in this world, I've got what I need. And I don't need anything else. I've got a job. I've got a place to live. I've got food on the table, clothes. What else do I need? A thankful heart, MacArthur says, is one of the primary identifying characteristics of a believer. No matter how choppy the seas become, a believer's heart is hard and buoyed by constant praise and gratefulness to the Lord. Thankfulness is, in fact, a common, a command for Christ's father noted by Nancy DeMoss. Uh, God has commanded it for our good and for his glory. God commands to be thankful is, to not, is not the threatening demand of a tyrant, rather it is the invitation of a lifetime. The opportunity to draw near to him at any moment of and it is thanks living, living thankful every day. Just just not on thanksgiving, just not on special Christian holidays, every day. Giving thanks to the Lord. It doesn't matter if you give him thanks over and over and over for the same thing. Give him thanks for what you have. Because tomorrow's a different day. Tomorrow your your things are different. Give the framework of thanksgiving. Our habit of gratitude comes from framework of thanksgiving. Our habits. What are your habits? <laughs> mm. I look back over my life and, and my habits are, are most of the time when things come against me or things come up, my main habit is complaining, grabbing, wondering why that this is happening to me at this point in time. I don't need this. I've got things to do. No, I don't have things to do. The things that I'm thinking about anyway. The things that I need to do. The only thing in this life that I need to do is follow Christ and thank Him for everything. <coughs> we receive everything from Him. Everything, every good and, and precious gift comes from above. Yes, we, we have jobs, and, and we work at those jobs, and those jobs pays us money. But without the Lord giving you uh, the ability to get up in the morning and to get to that job and to perform that job, you wouldn't get that money that the Lord has given you to do that job so that you may supply the needs in your life. I mean, everything comes back to Jesus. Everything comes back to God. You know, I've heard so many people say, well, I've done this and I've done that and I've done the other. And not one time did I ever hear them thank the Lord or thank God for what they had done and thank God for what the outcome of what they did. Not one time. You know, the children of Israel, if they had thanked God as many times as they complained about everything, they would have been in a whole lot better shape and they had trusted God, they would have been in a whole lot better shape than what they were. And they may not have had to have wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. Grace teaches us to actively pursue and practice gratitude. You know, the only reason that we are blessed. saved and on our way to heaven because of God's grace. Grace. Mercy. Seriously, we all deserve to be in the lake of fire today because of what what Adam and Eve done in the uh, garden of Eden. We deserve to be in the lake of fire. We deserve to be punished severely sin. But Jesus went and died upon the cross for our sins. Took our sins upon him on that cross. And gave us mercy and gave us grace so that we may become children of God. What are we grateful for? How many of us really How many of us take? Me a family that we we would stick together through thick and thin. Yeah, we get mad, we have arguments, but yet you better not get in the middle right. of it because uh, every one of them jump on you at the same time. That's the way that we need to be with Christ. We need to just to to just get to the point of where that we want to spend every waking moment, every moment of our life, we want to spend in his presence knowing that he's right there beside us even though we can't really physically feel him we know that he's right there with us and we can talk to him and go to him any time of the day or night he is closer than a friend he's closer than a brother he's closer than a sister he's closer than What circumstances in? We just take take a moment to stop when everything's going uh, all to pieces and everything. We just take time to stop. We can always think. We find something to be thankful for. You know, if we can't if we can't find nothing else to be thankful for, children of God, thank Him for salvation. So that we might have salvation, thank Him that we don't have to every time that we we mess up and 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 we uh, fall. Just thank Him that we don't have to go get an animal and take it to the priest and have a a sacrifice done just because that we we created trespass. All we have to do. I really wonder how many people have really sat down and, and thought about the uh, sacrifices that the children of Israel had to do while they were in the wilderness. Have you ever really sat down and thought about it? What if we today had to do the same thing? What if ever and, and once a year, once a month, we had to go uh, find an animal, and we had to take it to a priest, and the priest had to, uh, we had to wait in line because everybody else was doing it too, and we had to off, have the priest offer up this, this animal for our sins. How many of us would really do it? Probably less than are in the But yet God has made it so simple for us to have salvation and to live for him, and we still don't want to accept it. It's too much trouble. I've got better things to do. 17. Every good Maybe it'll wake you up. He's not that type of person. You know, I am so thankful that God is in charge and, and me or some person on this earth is not in charge because we would be in a world of hurt if it was. Psalms 107.15 Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children if we just take time to praise the Lord for everything that he does for mankind and never praise him for nothing else, that would, be some, that would be a starting place. You know, one, one of the greatest things that I guess that has ever been is for uh, us as children of God to get in a habit of doing so. You know, I can get in a habit of every day at a certain time, uh, I expect uh, my supper. Every day at a certain time, I get up. Every day at a certain time, I do something. I mean, it's, I do it once and I like that time and I like the way that it was done, so I continue doing that. Now then, try to set aside that you're going to tell God, thank you for something, at least once every hour of the day and see how long it takes it but before it becomes a habit. I challenge you to do that. Just pick, pick out some one thing every hour something different every hour to thank God for during the day. See how long it takes before it becomes a habit. See how long it takes before you can do that every waking hour of your day. I have tried it and there is always something that comes up and you forget it, or you get distracted and it don't happen. But you have to keep working at it and keep working at it and keep working at it. It's just like salvation. It's just not a i come to the altar and God save me and and go back and sit down and expect the Lord to come get you whenever he comes and I'll do whatever I want to. It ain't going to work that way. When we want to have salvation, we have to work at it every day of our lives or or we're not going to make it in. Because the Bible says to run the race with patience, to press toward the Something that you are having to work at. Something that is is taking some effort. Something that you really desire and want to do. And that is the bottom line. You have got to desire to be a Christian if you are ever going to be one. In this culture of more, there's a lot of whining and grumbling uh, we're not happy with our many blessings and focus instead on our, our losses and, and lack. You know what? If you will really, really get your sight set on the Lord and you will start thanking him for what you've got, you will figure out real quick that you don't need all those things. We have been programmed ever since we started school that we needed to get a a good education. We need to get out and get us a good job and and start a family. and, And we need to work 12, 14, 16, 18 hours a day and make a lot of money and have nice cars and big bank accounts and big fine homes and everything. Why? be content with what you have. Philippians 4, 11, and 12. Not that I speak, I think this was Paul speaking. Not that I speak in respect of life, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith be content wherever you're at whatever's going on in your life. Be content, be happy. Be, get to the point to where that you know that everything that's going on in your life, that God is in control and it's going to change one way or the other, but the thing about it is, is the Lord is with you. At the same time, he was walking with you through whatever is going on in your life. He's got it, uh, he's got it under control just follow him. I know both have to be brought low. Yeah, come on. And I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's the bottom line right there. If we will stand upon that one verse of Scripture, no matter what's coming against us, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. There's nothing in this world that's going to me today. There's nothing in this world that's going to come against me tomorrow that Jesus and I cannot handle. I put it in his hands, follow him, do his will, and don't worry about it. The key word is don't worry about it. It's, It's in his hands. He will work it out in his time, in his way, whether you think it's the right way or not, or whether you think it's not, uh, he's late or early or whatever, he's going to do it in his time, in his way. Spurgeon also reminds us God is too good to be unkind and he is too wise to be mistaken. And when we cannot trace his hand We must trust his heart. When we can't see him working, just know and trust and have faith that he is working. And leave it alone. He don't need any help. If he needs anything from you, he'll let you know, otherwise he's, he's got it himself. Elizabeth Elliot said, what we don't That, that, that you know just think about when you well, most of us are, are getting on up in the years just think about when you was 12, 14 years old and think about the things you had then and how happy you were now think about today and the children today and all the things that they had and the things that's going on in their lives and see how happy they are. It's, it's totally different. Uh scrolling through Facebook sometimes. A uh, little saying will come up and I remember when uh, uh, there was no internet, and there was no uh, Facebook, and I played outside, till dark, and uh, when Mama called, and you went in, and you sat down and ate, and you ate whatever was on the table and never opened your mouth. We don't appreciate things today like we did when we were when we were all growing up because we look back on how little that we think we had back then and we look now to what we have and we wonder how that we made it back then and if we'll sit down and take a look at our lives today do we are a whole lot better off back then We didn't have a lot, but we had family. We didn't have a lot, but we had a home. We had food. We had clothes, and we were blessed. Second Timothy two thirteen. If he believe not, yet he he abides as faith abides faithful. He cannot deny. 2 Thessalonians three, three, But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Keep. Put everything in his hands and don't worry about life. Worry about your neighbors. Be concerned with your neighbors. Love your neighbors as yourself. Are your neighbors, are they Uh, Where they should be with the Lord, have have they got everything that they need? Uh, You know, we are so concerned with ourselves in this world anymore that it 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 is really frightening. People will actually get hurt, and other people will walk around them and go on about their business, and then lay in there possibly die. They don't know, but they don't care. They've got better things to do than to help someone else. The one thing that I I am very thankful for in in this church, God has led us in a a ministry that is helping others and he's blessed, listen. (laughs) You know, just look back at when our food ministry started. Couple of weeks before our first meal, we had to drain about every by almost every penny of money that this church had to fix the basement. Before the first meal. And the Lord has never, not one time, has he let us down. The only reason that we have missed doing it is because of COVID that said we could not do it. We got down there two weeks, well, a month ago and said, Lord, we're going to need help to do the next one. And what happens? He helps. He blesses in a great way. Why do we worry about these things? When, and why does it astonish us so much when the Lord works? Because we doubt. You can call it whatever you want to, but it comes down to we have doubt. Very little doubt, but we have doubt. We are looking at worldly things and not heavenly things. Praise. Recount and ponder. Look at where the Lord has brought you from. And look at where you are now and and think about what all that you had to do to get to that point. Now then, put forth a little bit more effort and a little bit more praise and a little bit more thankfulness and get just a little bit farther this time next year. Be thankful for where God has brought you from, be thankful for where you're at, but look. Toward a mark, set a mark, set a goal for yourself of where you want to be this time next year. Psalms 9-1, I will praise you, O oh Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all your marvelous works. I will praise you with my whole heart. Just not live certain. Well, I thank the Lord every day for, uh, I bow my head and I thank God for my food before I eat it are you doing that because uh, you were taught to do that are you doing that because it is habit? so many times and we see that somebody else is getting blessed a little bit more than we are. Well, do we know why that they're getting blessed more than we are? Have you took inventory of your spiritual life and found out just exactly where you stand with the Lord? Maybe it's because we're doing a little bit more complaining than we are thinking. And whatsoever all of you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Do No, it, it all comes from God and it comes through Christ we go to Christ we ask him for what we what we need we ask him for uh, whatever our petition is before him and he goes to the father and the father gives through his son so that his son may be glorified not him his son after Jesus hung upon the cross It was all about Jesus. God said, you give him the glory and I'll bless you. You thank him and I'll bless you. And whatsoever all of you do, do in word or deed, do it. Because the Lord is your help, the Lord, the Lord is the one that you are wanting to lift up. The Lord is the one that you are wanting to, to let everybody see. Don't see me, see Jesus. Anybody got anything? come